is going on, everyone? You made it to the Mission Driven Made podcast, where we provide you with unfiltered fitness truth. This is your host, Jacob Straub, and of course, welcome back to another episode. If you are new today, our goal here is to provide you with this unfiltered fitness truth so you can lead a higher quality of life. And then also, on top of that, we want you to be able to skip over all the clickbait BS that so much of the fitness industry tries to sell you guys every single day. So that's also our goal there. So anyways, everyone, at the time of this recording, it is New Year's Eve. So I hope you guys had a fantastic New Year's Eve and an even better first day of 2022. And that's crazy to say. Uh, 2021, at least for me, it went by in the blink of an eye. And even with all these different life events that transpired with my family. And I'm not going to get into to all of those now, but a lot of stuff happened uh, this last year. And even with all of that being said, it still felt like it was three months for me. <laughs> I couldn't believe how fast it went by. And I don't know, I know this sounds really, really cheesy, but I don't know if this is something to do with age as I'm getting older. Because as the years go and I'm a little bit older, the years truly feel like they're a couple months long. And that's kind of frightening. It, it really is when you think about it. So it's just a nice reminder to myself and to all of you to stop pushing back any of those goals that we have or whatever it is that we're we're trying to do this year. Because we, we don't have forever. We do have a limited amount of time, unfortunately. So don't push back those goals of yours or whatever it is that you are looking to do this year it is the perfect time to start and it's not too late. Want to make a quick announcement. I know I normally do these at the end, but we have a new private online fitness community called The Forum, which we are really excited about. So The Forum is just a great place to go uh, for conversation. It's also a place where you can go and ask me and my new co-host, Clayton, any questions that you can think of, this can be fitness, can be nutrition, mindset, lifestyle, or just anything. It's also a place where listeners of the podcast, fitness enthusiasts, people that are just getting into fitness can all go and just start great conversations. So if you are interested in joining, if I didn't just mention, uh, it's free. And all you have to do is scroll down there on your phone in the show notes. You're going to see a link. It should be toward the top. It's going to say the forum. So go ahead and click that and sign up. Uh, it's going to be awesome. So we, we hope to see you there. All right. So for today's episode, I thought it would be a great topic since, you know, so many of us talk about goals and New Year's uh, resolutions at the end of one year and the beginning of a new year. And so I thought the perfect topic for today would be staying consistent in 2022. So what I'm going to do is go over just a few different points that can help us all be specific uh, during this new year coming up. And it really doesn't have too much to do with it being the beginning of a new year. This can be applied to any time in your life, really. It's just with so many of us talking about goals and resolutions and whatnot, I thought it'd be perfect for today. So we'll get into it. A uh, Number one is acknowledging it's going to be challenging. So take off those rose-colored lenses. I sure had those uh, rose-colored lenses on a bunch, especially in my early 20s. So take those off. So waking up early, everyone, it's going to be challenging. Going to bed early might be just as challenging. Building 
any new habit, it's going to be challenging. Or this one, this may be the hardest one. Taking extreme ownership is going to be challenging. Those small sacrifices are going to be challenging. And then in my personal opinion, though, out of all of these things, the most challenging part when it comes to starting a new endeavor or a goal or whatever it is, it's the beginning stage. Now, here's why. So what I'm going to do is read a bit from James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. And yes, if you have been a listener of the podcast uh, since it started, you've probably heard me quote this before. It is that good. It's one of my favorite uh, analogies in the world. So I'm going to read it again here. And I would just try to paraphrase, uh, but it's too good. And I don't want to butcher it uh, whatsoever. So I'm going to read um, this small little part of James Clear's Atomic Habits. And he titles this section, What Progress is Really Like. And again, the reason I'm presenting this to you guys is making my case to why I think the beginning stage of a habit, a goal, or an endeavor, why I personally feel like it is the most challenging. So here we go. Imagine that you have an ice cube sitting on the table in front of you. The room is cold and you can see your breath. It is currently 25 degrees. Ever so slowly, the room begins to heat up. 26 degrees, 27, 28 degrees. The ice cube is still sitting on the table in front of you. 29 degrees, 30 degrees, 31 degrees. Still, nothing has happened. Then 32 degrees, the ice begins to melt. A one degree shift, seemingly no different from the temperature increases before it, has unlocked a huge change. Breakthrough moments are often the result of many actions which build up the potential required to unleash a major change. This pattern shows up everywhere. Cancer spends 80% of its life undetectable, then takes over the body in just months. Bamboo can barely be seen for the first five years as it builds extensive root systems underground before exploding 90 feet into the air and within six weeks. Similarly, habits often appear to make no difference until you cross a critical threshold and unlock a new level of performance. In the early middle stages of any quest, there is often a valley of disappointment. You expect to make progress in a linear fashion and it's frustrating how ineffective changes can seem during the first days weeks, and even months. It doesn't feel like you're going anywhere. It's a hallmark of any compounding process. The most powerful outcomes are delayed. This is one of the core reasons why it's so hard to build habits that last. People make a few small changes, fail to see a tangible result, and decide to stop. You think, I've been running every day for a month, so why can I not see any change in my body? Once this kind of thinking takes over, it's easy to let good habits fall by the wayside. But in order to make a meaningful difference, habits need to persist long enough to break through this plateau. This is what I call the plateau of latent potential. If you find yourself struggling to build a good habit or break a bad one, it is not because you've lost your ability to improve. It's often because you have not yet crossed the plateau of latent potential. Complaining about not achieving success despite working hard is like complaining about an ice cube not melting when you heat it from 25 to 31 degrees. Your work was not wasted. It is just being stored. All the action happens at 32 degrees. When you finally break through the plateau of latent potential, 
People call it an overnight success. The outside world only sees the most dramatic event rather than all that preceded it. But you know that it's the work you did long ago when it seemed that you weren't making any progress. That makes that jump today so special and possible. Man, I love that part of the book. It's my absolute favorite part of Atomic Habits. If you guys haven't read it, you need to. It is such a great book and it's full of stories and analogies and it's just really easy to digest. So for some of you, whatever it is, whatever that goal is and why it's so hard in the beginning stages, you might be in that in-between phase, the 25 to 31 degree phase. So keep going don't stop. We know it's going to be hard. Acknowledge that it's going to be challenging. Take off those rose colored glasses and keep going toward whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. All right, moving on to number two, and that is start small. Now, this is one that I didn't believe for so long, and I thought it was just one of those cliches, and it was kind of annoying and not really true. But small habits, and again, James Clear, thanks for these words, small habits are like the compound interest of self-improvement, which is 100% factual. Now, here are some frightening facts when it comes to goals or, or giving up on goals. So depending on the study that you read, anywhere from about 80 to 90% of people give up on their goals, especially when this is related to New Year's resolutions. Uh, a more frightening fact or startling is 95% of people that go on some type of fat loss journey and lose, you know, an incredible amount of weight within a couple of years, most of them gain it back and then some. So why is this? And I think part of the issue here is starting too big. Now, this may work for a lot of people, but for the general population of people, it is a much smarter idea to start small and then work your way up. And I can tell you for sure, at least with building uh, Mission Driven Made uh, from the beginning, since I literally had no idea to do anything as simple as uh, posting an Instagram story. <laughs> so obviously we have a very long way to go, but in the beginning I tried to listen to all the successful people around me saying to start small and to just improve a little bit every single day. Instead of trying to, I don't want to say just burn out in the beginning, but trying to hit these grand slams every single day. And, and everyone, it's not about hitting these home runs or grand slams. The The success is found when you're hitting a bunch of singles and doing so consistently. I truly believe that. And I'm starting to actually tangibly see that by hitting these singles all the time. So you don't need to start big. And then even when this is related to fitness specifically, if you are figuring out your whole fitness routine, whether it's for the first time or you're trying to improve it while you're in the gym, the best approach, the smartest approach, and the approach that is going to probably provide you with the most uh, consistency and longevity is finding the minimum effective dose to reach whatever goal you have. Because the great thing, say for example, you're trying to build muscle and you start, you go to the gym, maybe it's just once or twice a week and you realize you need to do a little bit more. Okay, great. You can always add, but 
when we start too big, a lot of times we give up before we even get a chance to see the fruition of all our efforts. So start small. Now moving on to number three. And this one, again, it's a lot easier said than done. And it took me forever to not just do this, but to to fully believe it. And that is fall in love with the process and not just the end result. Now, I, I do want to mention here, I want to make it perfect, perfectly clear, excuse me, that people that go all in with something, whether it's their craft or their sport, like an athlete, for an example, and they go all in and they commit and dedicate their entire life to reaching a certain point, like if it's Olympics or whatever it is, I admire that as much as anyone. I think that is an amazing feat that 99.99% of human beings are never going to be able to do or even know what that feels like. So I want to make it clear that I'm not saying that end results are a bad thing. That's not at all what I'm saying. Just for most people, it is going to be optimal to fall in love with a process and not that end result. Now, when I had my eyes opened up to this this whole concept, because again, like I didn't really believe this at all. It was after I saw a documentary about Michael Phelps. So as most of you know, Michael Phelps is a swimmer and he is the most decorated Olympian of all time and has 28 medals and 23 of those are gold medals. So especially young Jake, you know, me growing up, when I saw an athlete, that's the person that I looked up to the, to the most. And I thought they had everything, you know, so in my head, it'd be, it'd be like, okay, if they have all these medals, what else in life could they really want or need or ask for? They, they must have everything. So this is what I thought. And after watching this documentary about Michael Phelps, so he, as he said, he was obsessed with the hardware uh, of winning. And after he won the Olympics, and this happened, you know, every four years, this kept happening to him. But after the Beijing Olympics in 2012, it's when it hit him the hardest, he won, and then had this thought of, okay, now what? And he described the after period of the Olympics of full-on depression, isolation, and it came down to him contemplating suicide. He mentioned that he would spend three to five days in his room, and he wouldn't eat, he wouldn't drink, he could barely sleep, he didn't want to talk to anyone, and he was thinking about taking his own life. Now, the point of this documentary and the story, yes, it's a little bit more toward mental health awareness and how it's important to get help. But I took it as understanding the importance of the process and not just the end result. So that is something that I took away from it. And man, this guy was impressive. He went six years and did not miss one single day in the pool. And this was all to get that piece of hardware at the end of the Olympics that didn't bring him, you know, the the happiness that he thought it would. So for me, I would say another time personally where I saw this or a change in myself from wanting just the end result to actually falling in love with the process. So the first time I ever picked up a weight, I was probably 14 years old or so. Um, I worked out with one of my best friends and his brother. We followed that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, bodybuilding encyclopedia, I think it's called. 
and worked out there. And don't get me wrong, I loved it. I loved going in there. I loved training. It was great. But it did get to the point very quick that my insecure self, I just wanted results. You know, every time I was alone and would walk by the mirror, I'd try to flex to see if my muscles got bigger or I would always push the limits uh, in the weight room to lift absolutely as much as I could, thinking that that was going to make me happier if I hit this certain number or if I weighed this much or looked this very specific way. So that is, you know, how I thought for a long time and then up to even my my CrossFit days. Uh, but instead of really how I looked, it was more toward being in the best possible shape I possibly could be. I always wanted to win. I wanted to lift the most weights, even in that moment if it was detrimental to uh, my health. So over time, as I, I learned the importance of this, it probably took me way too long. Uh, when I when I first really started to understand loving the process and not just the end result was really I would say uh, after I hurt my back again. Um, so this was I don't know maybe a year ago or so. So the gym for me or fitness or training instead of just wanting the specific aesthetic result or whatever it was I was chasing at the time, I had a perception shift and really started just loving the process for what it is. So for me, that was waking up early in the morning, you know, being by myself before the craziness of the day, reading a little bit, having my morning coffee, listening to a morning podcast, eating my my meal by myself, and then going uh, to the gym or into my garage to train. And I would get to the gym and instead of obsessing over numbers to hit or looking a certain way, just being there started to turn into what I loved, just the process. And I knew I had this complete perception shift or reality shift after I thought to myself, you know, if I never gained any more muscle in my life or if I never got stronger, of course, you know, I'd want to do those things. But if those never happened, if I just stayed where I am today, would I still, would I continue to go to the gym and have fitness be such a large part of my life? And the answer to that is yes, absolutely. It is, it's medicine for me. It's so much more than just aesthetics or just getting stronger or whatever else it was that I was chasing. So fall in love with the process. I know every day it's, it's not going to be fun. I'm not going to say it's going to be fun or easy, or you're going to like every part of the process that would probably be crazy and not even human for the most part, but start to fall and love the process, and you are going to see consistency with whatever it is that you're doing. So let's go through those three uh, one more time before we wrap up, wrap up here. So number one, acknowledge and understand it's going to be challenging. So take off those rose-colored lenses. Number two, start small. And number three, fall in love with the process and not just the end result. All right, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to the show today. And if you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe to the show. And if you enjoyed our content, go ahead and leave us a five-star review down there at the bottom uh, on your phone there. It'll just take a few seconds. 
It's going to help us grow tremendously, which is one of our, our big goals for 2022. We want to grow. We want our content to be better and just overall more valuable for all of you. So thanks again, everyone. Hope 2022, even though it just started, is going fantastically. And I hope you guys are chasing those goals, whether it is a fitness-related goal or not. Love all you guys. And until next time, stay mission-driven. Oh,